Welcome to the MyLifeInConcert.com podcast. I'm your host, Various Artists, and please join me as I time travel back and revisit almost every live show I've ever seen from 1975 to the present. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Various Artists, and welcome to the My Life in Concert podcast. I'm a lifelong tunehead with a particular passion for live music and have seen an ever-growing abundance of shows throughout the years, encapsulating a wide variety of artists, from the legendary to the obscure, with the gigs themselves ranging from concerts at filled stadiums to shows in tiny clubs with an audience of a few people and everything in between. Over the next few years in this podcast series, I'll be revisiting almost every live show I've ever seen, one by one, largely in sequence. I'll be starting with gig number one, Roxy Music, in February 1975, going all the way up to present day, this being February 2020, and onwards as the series progresses. This is episode number one, an introduction to the series entitled Ticket to Ride. Now, I started my life in concert as a blog over on OpenSalon.com back in 2010. Now, OpenSalon.com was a writer site that Salon.com had going for a few years. So I started reading the bloggers over on OpenSalon.com, and there was a lot of interesting writers, and the topics really varied. And I thought, okay, I haven't been writing in years. I used to do a lot of writing of all sorts of types. I want to start doing this again. But I didn't want to have a random blog where I was just writing about what was on my mind just day to day. I wanted to have a topic. So I thought about it for a few months. And one day I was standing in the kitchen and I was looking at my ticket boards that I had uh, mounted in the kitchen wall of our old place. As I have made two large collages of all my available concert tickets, which you can view on the mylifeinconcert.com website. And I was looking at all the shows and I thought, that's it. That's my blog series. I'm going to write about all the shows that I've seen. However, As with the blog that I wrote then and the podcast I'm starting now, it's not just strictly going to be a concert review. I'm really going to be writing about the concert experience, which sounds kind of pretentious, but not really. What I mean by that is, for instance, when you read a review in a newspaper, a magazine, or now a blog or whatever about a gig, it's kind of disembodied. It's almost like the reviewer just kind of flew in, was planted there, and was in a bubble with little happening around them just looking at the show. But if you go to live gigs, you know that's not part of it. You're you're there to see the music, but it's really an event and experience, and all this other stuff goes on. The things you see and hear when at the concert. So when I say that I'm going to be talking about the concert experience, it encapsulates all the aspects of the show from start to finish. And of course, that begs the question, when does a concert start? And for my use, really, that concert experience starts with me the moment I hear about the show. Because then it's, oh, well, oh, okay, well, am I going to go to this? And then you've got to get tickets, and are you going to get them for other people? And who are you going with? And you make the arrangements, and there's the anticipating that percolates up to the show, and then there's the day, and, and what if some drama is going on that features in, and getting there, and getting... There's usually a whole pile of things that happen, and those tend to be the things you remember, or just weird stuff that happens during the show. or So that's all part of it. And so I want to sort of have that experience come through in the podcast more from a regular gig goer, people who just go out and see shows all the time or connected to music more than a formal review. Now, as I said earlier, 
There's a bunch of shows that I'm going to be talking about in full, and some are going to be shuffled into compilations. Well, how I made that decision of which ones I'm going to talk about is the main shows I have to talk about, there's got to be one of three aspects there. First, there has to be maybe a strong review element. I know I said they wouldn't just be reviews, but if that's there, that's to talk about. Or there really has to be a story to tell, something that happened on that day or with that gig um, that makes it interesting. So there's some coming up where actually I'm not even talking a ton about the music. It might be more about the experience. Or third, it's something about the artist or I'm using the show as a springboard to look at something that was happening at the time in the world, in my life, whatever. It's symbolic of something else. So either there has to be a review, there's got to be a story to tell, or it's a springboard to some other related topic. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. Now, I'm based in London, Ontario, Canada, which is where I grew up and am now back in my hometown, but for many years lived in Ottawa. So quite a number of the shows I'm going to be talking about are based neither here in London, Ontario, Ottawa, or Toronto. I've seen a lot of shows in Toronto. But I'll also be taking in performances in New York City, St. Louis, Detroit, Montreal, Vancouver, Hamilton, Kitchener, and even one pantomime in the UK. Now, this is going to be from my memory, and of course, that's imperfect, but it was interesting because I started putting this together 10 years ago and I'd already made some preliminary notes and then I found these journals that I'd forgotten that I'd been writing starting in the late 80s and going through to the mid-90s. But especially that sort of end of 80s, early 90s, there's a lot of really detailed entries and I've got quite a bit of information about gigs from that time. So when I hit that point, I'm going to be able to give you feats of detail that I don't have in maybe some of the other slots. However, what really interested me is that when I went back and read about some of the gigs I'd been thinking about, I didn't really so much get details wrong is that there's certain things I forgot about. There's a, there's a few errors I made, but generally there's little things here and there. I'd forgot people who were there, things that happened. But as I said, once I hit that period, it's really cool to have those notes and all this information that I wouldn't have otherwise. I'm also going to be having guests on, on a few episodes, some people that I went to the gigs with that I still know. And so time to time, I'll have someone else on and they'll be giving their perspective, their memories, and it'll be neat to see what we share, what we have in common, what we remember differently. Now, in terms of my tastes, what I listen to and go see, it's really all over the map. It's very diverse. I think we have about 5,000 music titles here at home. Now, in terms of my home bases, I'm really kind of coming out of a rock framework, especially a lot of 60s rock, but then a lot of left field and alternative rock since the early 70s and onwards. However, my tastes are pretty diverse, and through the years, they've just grown and grown and grown. So throughout the series, I'm going to be seeing shows in a wide variety of genres, ranging from R&B, reggae, jazz, folk, avant-garde music, electronic, hip-hop, Americana, blues, and on and on and on. I'll also be talking about the artists that I was seeing and was a fan of. I'll be talking about their career, um, how I got into them, perhaps where they were in their career when I was seeing them, all that sort of stuff. So I also want to do some background on the artists and their music. Now, in terms of the artists I'm going to be featuring over the course of several hundred shows, well, of course, not enough time to announce all of those, but I'll give you a bit of an overview. Uh, in the upcoming years, I'm going to be revisiting shows by The Clash, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Aretha Franklin, Katie Lang, The Smiths, Lou Reed, Joni Mitchell, The Ramones, Ornette Coleman, Patti Smith, Laura Nero, The Jam, 
Peaches, Al Green, Rolling Stones, Susie and the Banshees, Sonic Youth, Paul McCartney, and on and on it goes. So hopefully you'll like some of the acts that I'll be dealing with, but even if not, I'm hoping that a lot of the experiences that I'll be looking at, that's just part of being a gig-goer and part of the music community, even if it's not going to be exactly the same experience, I hope I'm going to be able to talk about situations where you can go, oh God, yeah, that happened to me. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there, that sort of thing. So if you are a live music goer, I hope it's relatable on some level beyond enjoying the music. So as I mentioned, my obsession with music has lasted my entire life. I cannot remember a time in my life where it wasn't one of the focal points of what was in my mind. My parents often used to retell a story about how when I was a child, they gave me this little box to keep singles in, and there was a whole bunch of 45s in it that sort of predate my memory. Now, this is before I could read, and one of the things that marveled them was that I knew which record was which. They would actually even have their friends over and they'd say, go pick out this record. And I couldn't read, yet I'd get the right one. And I have vague memories of this. And how I used to do it was I would look at the length of the writing, even if I couldn't read it, or the amount of vinyl used on the record, or just little marks so I knew which one was which. So that's pretty telling right then and there. The obsession started when I was very, very young. In fact, the first memories in my mind that I can actually tie to a specific time are two memories I have from 1967, and surprise, both of them involve music, and specifically the Beatles. One's the summer of 67, is I remember somebody brought a copy of Sgt. Pepper over to the house, because that isn't one that we had in the household. I bought that later myself. And so I have that visual memory of somebody bringing it over. I remember the black capital label with the color swirl, um, but we never had that one. So it had to be the summer of 67. And then at the end of that year, um, in December, they were on the Ed Sullivan show and they premiered, premiered the music video for hello, goodbye. And I vividly remember that. And when the Beatles anthology, um, video compilation came out back in the nineties, they had the clip from that Sullivan episode. And it was so weird seeing it because I hadn't seen it since I was a five-year-old child. And I remembered the words about them, you know, Ed Sullivan saying that they were warming their feet in front of the fire. So it was this weird throwback to when I was a kid. And these are my earliest memories. And I was also lucky that I had older siblings who were music obsessed and had great taste. So it was like the four big British groups. I'm from a British family that had moved to Canada in the 50s. So the soundtrack to my earliest memories are the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, and the Kinks. Now, that stuff may have been on another kids houses or they may have heard it in the background but I was absolutely drawn to this like I was drawn to anything and because of that I've experienced music a bit differently than a lot of the people that I've met and spoken to for a lot of people I know they maybe were aware of music being there maybe played a part in their life but it's really when they became in their teens that they really became aware and interested in music. And it kind of went through their teenage years and it became a soundtrack to all these changes in their life. And then sort of it, that wasn't the case anymore. Because music was so intrinsic to me at a younger age, 
that whole thing being tied with teenage changes is part of it. For me, it's my entire life. And it's, I always can think back to things as somehow there's some sort of music association that goes with that. So consequently, I have a lot of connections to music that are a little bit before my time. Also, I keep going back and back in time and discovering older artists, as well as I'm always interested in what's happening new. So definitely I do have some eras, but I'm not as tied to those eras in quite the same ways as other people. So my perspectives and some of my musical preferences have been a bit different. Also, because there was so much music coming into the household, and a lot of it really wasn't on the top 40, I learned pretty young that what was on the radio was really only part of what was out there. And while there were lots of hits in the 70s that were on the radio that I liked, most of the music that was a real passion for me, which in the early 70s would have been a lot of the glam, uh, Bowie, Roxy Music, Mont the Hoople, New York Dolls, and then later in the 70s, the whole punk thing, that really wasn't on the radio in North America. Ergo, I'm coming from a bit of a different perspective. But then there are others out there who I'm sure can relate as well. So that's an overview of what I'm going to be doing in this podcast series. Now, I do have a website, mylifeinconcert.com, where the earlier blog entries are there if you want to get a jump on things. Uh, certainly, I'll be referencing some of those early blog entries. I'll be posting the podcast there along with all sorts of uh, graphic material, pictures, videos, uh, all sorts of stuff that help tell the story. The mylifeinconcert.com website also usually features a copy of the original concert ticket. Well, most of the time. I've saved most of them, but not all of them. But you can see that and, again, other related ephemera that I've kept from the time on the website. To launch the My Life in Concert podcast series, I'm going to begin by traveling back to one concert from each of my five decades as a gig-goer. In my next podcast, I'll start with my very first-ever live show, which was... Roxy Music with Devotion at the London Arena, London, Ontario, February 8th, 1975. I'll be putting that up on the podcast this Saturday, February 8th, 2020, marking the 45th anniversary of the concert. 45. Now that's a good anniversary for something music-related. In episode 3, I'll be moving on to the 80s with concert number 007. The Ramones with the Demix at Centennial Hall, London, Ontario, Tuesday, May 20th, 1980. For the 1990s, in episode 4, I'll be zooming back to Grunge's heyday with concert number 76, Lollapalooza 92, uh, featuring the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ministry, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Lush, and more at Molson Park Berry, Wednesday, August 5th, 1992. Skipping into our new century, episode 5 will look at the very last time I got to see David Bowie, and this episode will highlight my featured gig for the Nauties, his show with the Polyphonic Spree at the Corral Center, Ottawa, Friday, April 2nd, 2004. And finally, Episode 6 takes in a concert from the just-completed 2010s, with show number 175, Leonard Cohen, Friday, December 7th, 2012, at Scotiabank Place, Ottawa. That's actually the same as the Corral Center, it just seems to change names every five weeks. Upcoming in the series near future, covering the late 70s and early 80s period, I'll be looking back on concerts in London, Ontario from Elvis Costello, Iggy Pop, Marianne Faithful, Joe Jackson, the Boomtown Rats, OMD, and the Gang of Four, who's ahead of the curve guitarist Andy Gill sadly just died recently, and many more. On the Toronto and area front, I'll be revisiting killer shows from The Jam, The Clash, and David Bowie, as well as the legendary Heat Wave Festival and Three Police Picnics. 
I'll also be doing a few podcasts discussing some of the key London and regional bands I saw frequently in the bars and clubs around this time. Just a reminder that you can read my previously published blog entries for some of these and many other shows at mylifeinconcert.com. Also check out my VATV, My Life in Concert channel on YouTube, where I post videos from shows I've attended or related musical stuff, as well as follow us on Facebook and our soon-to-be-launched Instagram account. Once again, I'm your host, Various Artists, and thanks for stopping by and having a listen. Come back on February 8th, 2020 for episode two, as I finally remember my very first concert, Roxy Music, on the 45th anniversary of the actual gig. Ouch, 45 years. Until next time, ciao for now.